Hello everybody and welcome to a very special WTS pod podcast extravaganza. Why is it special? I'll tell him in a minute. My name's Danny Murray. <laughs> My name's Granny Merrigan. Did you say your name is Granny Merrigan? No, Granny. <laughs> <laughs> Granny Definitely sounded like Granny. Uh, yeah, this is WTS 151, and we are not coming to you from Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel this week. We are coming to you from... Um, Skype. Yeah, and where are you, Meryl? In me gaff, where are you? In me jocks, in me gaff. <laughs> is it because it's so warm? Yeah, I literally have a fan blowing at me town halls, in me jocks, on Skype to you. <laughs> in your town halls? Oh man, I have a tower fan and I bought it about four years ago from Argos for about 15 quid. And I'm telling you now, it was the best 15 euro I ever spent in my life. Unreal. Um, hashtag. You said this is 151, is it not 150? No, Graham. Last week you set me up for the fall when you told me it was 149, but Paulie Kinsler was 149. So any of our fucking radioactive eared listeners might have noticed a small bit of editing on my behalf at the beginning of last week's episode where I just neatly cut out the 149 reference and it just said, hello, welcome to WTS pod. No number. <laughs> where, where, where did we go wrong then? Because I'm on the Facebook page and as far as PJ Gallagher goes, WTS 143, Becky Lynch 144, Adrian Martin 145, Jay Lester 146, Danny Morrison, 147. Polly Kinsley, 148. So hang on. So John, can, John Kane, 149. Can I not count them? I don't think you can count them. No, hang on. You missed Con Murphy. Oh, sorry. We, I missed Con Murphy. You didn't go open the Facebook page. Ah, you see. So there we go. So mystery solved, Graham. Mystery solved. So Con Murphy was one forty eight. Yeah, he was 148. Polly was 149. Um, and if you're, if you're listening to this Sunday, as this podcast goes out on a Sunday, it's the last day of the Monkstown Box Cup, which Paulie was on talking about. Get up to Lockenstown Leisure Centre and enjoy ourselves a bit of boxing. Right, I've just edited that now on the old Facebook page. Ah, oh, good man. Fair play to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Mero, how have you been, bud? Because I haven't really been... We, we deliberately... Uh, decided to give each other a silent treatment so that we'd have something to talk about in this week's podcast because no guest what we're doing is testing technology for when i move to the sticks so yeah it's good though isn't it i like i like the um the coverage is great on this i think that we did it before and the coverage was in and out and you i kept losing you yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually doing this direct on my laptop. I've previously done it on my phone. I've tried different ways of doing it, but I've I've decided to just go the, the way of a lot of podcasters and just download a software program that allows me to just record direct from the laptop. So people listening, this may sound different to how we normally sound, um, and I, I don't think the quality will be, like, dramatically less, but obviously it'll be slightly less than when we're actually in a room together with real microphones in our face. You know what I mean? And also, there, um, currently there's a World Cup match going on, so there is a chance that you might hear Mark Merrow just bursting in the door into my room and saying, did you see that fucking goal? I really hope that happens, because then I can give out to, <laughs> I'll finally be able to give out to Mark Merrow for swearing on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be class. But no, I'm, I'm all good. Um 
Um, I didn't want to go heavy on this podcast, but I wanted to get your views on something, if you didn't mind. Oh, okay. I'm as intrigued because I don't know what's coming next, so I'm intrigued. Yeah, because as you said, we actually haven't really been... Other than sending gifts to each other. Do you remember that day we were just going back and forth with gifts and we, I gave up? Yeah, we had a gift battle. We had a gift off. <laughs> you always win the gift offs, you think. But um, no, I wanted, to, I wanted to see what your views were. Number one on the Pope's visit that's coming up. Right. And number two, um the I think it I don't think it's a it's a huge protest, but there seems to be a prote- protest protest <laughs> a protest um on Facebook a Facebook page called Nope to the Pope and they are trying to get people to register for these tickets for Phoenix Park. So 500,000 tickets became available and they're trying to get as many people to register for all the tickets. Um, and to kind of sabotage it in a way, like a protest. Right. So what they're hoping so, to do is to, to snap up all the tickets and then not go. Yeah, exactly. And to, to show in their mind that, you know, Irish people are sick of the Catholic Church and basically that the Pope, if he's going to visit, should come out and apologise to right. things that happened in the past that we all know. The the Magdalene Laundries, the, the uh, yeah, child's... Yeah. The hiding of priests and, and stuff like that. Well, now, I just wanted to point out, this is not a vendetta that I have. I don't necessarily agree with the Catholic Church and how it's run, but I have no problem with people having faiths. If, they, if people want to go and see the Pope in, in uh, Phoenix Park, do it. Mm. But, well, well, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather see... I'd rather the, see the, the Pope... Po- sorry, I'd rather see the Pope in Phoenix Park than Swedish House Mafia. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we all know what happens there, Graham. Exactly. The main um, the main objection I have is that it's not a state visit, and we seem to be forking out as a state millions for his security when the Catholic Church still owns owes a lot of um, victims in Ireland a lot of compensation, and I just think that that to me just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you can't pull that. You, you couldn't secure, make sure that the Pope's going to be secure and spend millions upon millions on his visit, but the victims are still waiting for compensation packages. Yeah, but you couldn't buy that coverage, Graham. You know what I mean? Tourism Ireland, Falcha Ireland, them boyos could not buy the coverage internationally that this is going to get. Yeah, exactly. You know, now, I'm saying that purely to be devil's advocate and purely to take the line that media and PR spin will be applied by politicians. Because that's what they're going to come out with. They're going to say it's a great opportunity to advertise Ireland. The brand, it's a great opportunity to show people the best of Ireland. And, you know... It's not state sure, I know, yeah, but, they'll, but politicians and all still want... They'll, they'll photo up. Jesus, you must be mad if you think they're not going to treat it basically like a state visit. Um, it'd, be, it'd be nuts seeing uh, our, our gay T-shirt getting a photo with the Pope, won't it? Of course he will, though, because he'll see him as another world leader. He's a leader of one of the biggest religions in the world, and he'll see that as an opportunity to glad hand and rub shoulders. Man, on Leo Veradkar. The, the, the irony of that, though, in the Pope. Of course, yeah. Like, of course. Not op- his, his arms aren't open to, to homosexuals. No, of course. Like, look, here, here's where I'm at with all this, right? And it's not just the Pope. It's any organised religion. Personally speaking, I think they're a big pile of shite. Um, I wouldn't have five seconds of me day to give an organised religion um, in this day and age. Believe what you want to believe, do what you want, but don't don't tell other people how to live their lives based on 
something you read in a book, what was written by chaps thousands and thousands of years ago that you still think today is legitimate and true despite the fact that a lot of the stuff in that book contradicts modern life but you're happy to roll with modern life because it's convenient except for when it comes to your holy morals and that's not just catholicism or christianity in general that's it's across the board board. i personally just think organized religion is a big pile of piss Uh, and you're welcome Mm. you're welcome to believe whatever you want to believe personally speaking I don't believe in any of it. Um, with, with, with direct kind of reference to, to your man visiting, um, I mean, look, uh, the, I, he's basically the king of Rome. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, the, I know you don't react uh, very well to royals in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is obviously the entire piece around what you were mentioning um, in terms of the the abuse victims and the, the people who suffered at the hands of the Catholic Church directly who still haven't been compensated and are still waiting for their day and are still waiting for an apology. Um, unfortunately, I think they'll wait longer and longer for an apology. Um, I would be amazed if he came over here and he issued an apology. Um, it's one do, you of think the, he, do you think he'll, do you think he'll mention it at all in his, in his talkings when he's over here? I would say they will vaguely reference it in terms of they know that the church has caused hurt, but, you know, and then they'll probably reference something about how the voice of the world is today and how, you know, you've got, um, you know, I, I would say they'll be, they'll be political without explicitly mentioning things. I would imagine there will be comments along the line of, you know, uh, what were countries that used to hold uh, common values are now starting to slip, and this will be a great time for Christian morals to remember, love thy neighbor, that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I don't see them. I don't see them uh, having a situation where a major, major uh, apology or a major statement is given. This it's going to be a PR exercise. That's all it is, man. It's a PR exercise, and if people want to have a day out in the Phoenix Park, going to watch your man in his silk robes with his little cap say a bit of mass, then, then have at it, like, do what you want, but, again, don't try to tell other people what to do with their lives just because your little book says so. I think it's a lot of bollocks. You know the way you, 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 you say that don't try and tell other people how to live? Mm. Do you think, um, do you think modern day Irish Catholics um, do that though? I don't think they do. Uh, well, some do. Some don't. Um, and I, and I don't. I, I don't want to say that all of them do, and to be honest with you, I don't know many people who are practicing of any religion, and and, and I'm I'm very deliberate in, in not just referencing Catholics because we're a multicultural society, and despite what census figures may say, like oddly enough, I I firmly believe the vast majority of Catholics would actually align more to Protestant beliefs than they would Catholic beliefs, purely because of the the dogmas of the Catholic Church and purely because of you know. The example I always give people, or I'll always sort of say, is like, do you really believe that when a man dressed in black wearing a collar blesses a small piece of wafer that you are actually eating the actual body of Christ, not symbolic, not metaphorical, the actual body of Christ? Nine times out of ten, they're going to say, no, that's gobbledygook and fairy tale. And if that's the case, well, then you know, you're breaking one of the key beliefs of the Catholic Church. However, you are 
all right with what Protestants believe in the sense of they get it's it's symbolic and it's it's a representation as opposed to uh, the, the actual body and same with the, the wine the whole thing around transubstantiation is a load of nonsense personally but I don't say that to, to, to insult anybody's beliefs I say that because there are a lot of people who identify as Catholic but don't believe in that side of it and yet that is one of the key parts of the Catholic faith and it's kind of like if you don't believe that well then come on you know like you have to, you have to question it. You can't just identify as one thing purely because that happens to be what a couple of people around you growing up said they were. You know what I mean? Like people need to look at that core values. But again, I'm not trying to tell people. I, I, I don't. I don't. When people, when you say there, people try to need to look at the core values. But I think, I think the whole Bible. I think now I haven't. I've never read the Bible, nor do I intend on doing so. But I think. I think back in the day when it was written, it's like it, it is a perhaps. But for for that time, a good blueprint in as far as um, how to live your life. But then when people, like in terms of values and stuff, uh, um, but then when people kind of said themselves and they evolved and were like, well, hold on, this is getting too organized. Um, hmm. I can take this and I can take that. Because you know the way you were saying there about uh, the body of Christ and all that, if you don't yeah, think yeah. that that wafer tone uh, is the body of Christ, well, then you're you know, you're being hypocritical. Um, is it not kind of, is it not fair to say that this day and age that people are taking dribs and drabs out of it and living their life? Or are you, do you think that they should take it all and live by it all? Or are they allowed to take little dribs and drabs out of it and live their life like that? No, you can do what you want, take little dribs and drabs. What I'm saying is if you profess to be a devout and practicing Catholic and yet you don't, agree with the dogmas of the church and you don't agree with the the key messages of the faith well then you're not actually a devout and practicing and again I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you're, just, you're just a bit of a catholic <laughs> yeah exactly you, you might there might be bits of it and as you said people taking dribs and drabs and that's grand do what you want like you know what i mean i know like i know people who claim to be muslim but they're mad for drinking the alcohol and eating the rasher sambos do you know what i mean <laughs> I, like and I, I know a couple of jews who love a christmas ham like you know what i mean which which surely causes mm you know, them to spontaneously combust. But, I mean, like, I suppose the point that I'm making is that if you claim to be something, be it. Otherwise, stop making the claim because you're not actually it. Do you get me? Like, I I just, I don't know. I've, it's a topic I'm not really mad about purely because for a lot of people it is a really, really personal thing and that's fine. That's yeah. fine. For me, it's a bit yeah, no, I, just, I, was just, I was just wondering about the whole Pope situation. On a bit of a lighter note, mm. um, Ramadan has just finished, and um, I have a lot of work colleagues that are um, Muslim and took part in Ramadan. Ramadan. I can't believe he actually responded to that. Um, <laughs> but you know what? The, the, my friend Gohar, he's from Pakistan. And uh, he was fucking starving every day. And I'd be, going past, I'd be going past his desk while I was a field, and I'd be like, You leppin'? He'd be like, Get away from me. And I'd be like, You leppin'? Yeah. <laughs> like, teasing the shit out of all me, all me Muslim brothers, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. That's, look, like, fair play to them. Um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me doing it for loving our money. Um, <laughs> Not a chance. I'll be like, listen, mate, you you can eat when it's dark, but it's the sun. Well, the, the only, yeah, the only eat when the sun goes down. I was gonna say, yeah, but for me, I'll be like, listen, you eat when it's dark, but but the sun is blazing in the sky, and I can smell the chicken fillet rolls from over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, 
He was good old Gloher. Yeah, but so do you care about the post visit then? No, couldn't give a fiddler's elbow, Graham. Honestly, man, I like, yeah, like I've obviously seen a bit of coverage about it and that kind of thing, but I've paid little to no mind to it. I'd, you know, he could be saying mass out by the cromlock there, and I wouldn't look out my window. I honestly couldn't give a toss. It's mad, isn't it? Because there's a few, there's a few people I've seen on Twitter that would be probably. Um, staunch republicans and mm. when when the queen visited they were kind of looking or seeking to see if she was going to apologize um for atrocities or whatever um being carried out by the british state over ireland over the last 800 years but i don't see them asking for the pope to apologize maybe they will close it's just something that I was I was thinking I'm just thinking out loud I'm just wondering will those, will those same people be asking for the Pope to apologise for the atrocities of the Catholic Church and he's the head of state and plus he was a cardinal as well and he he he's reported to have hid priests from certain dioceses who who may have um, or who had allegations against them instead of dealing with them head on he did actually just move that priest onto the next parish well, sure, or next was, country that was their that was their uh their calling card really wasn't it it was you yeah. know like it's a drama. avoid avoid trouble move them on kind of thing you know but absolutely yeah look i if people want to go see him go see him but i like the last thing i want to say about this is i like you you were saying earlier on about like when when stuff was when the bible was first written and all that it was kind of probably good for people as a Almost like a guide, like a witch, a good blueprint for family values or values exactly, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And you have to remember, and that was at a time where people were poor, they were uneducated, the vast majority of society couldn't read. So you had people who would preach to them, and these storytellers were were, you know, almost Hollywood superstars in a way because they would be the ones that would be able to go and tell stories and recount recount tales and. You know what I mean? So when you have these people yeah. coming along trying to preach the moral high ground and you're uneducated, like, hang on a second, blah, blah, blah. You know, if, like, it is no coincidence that the numbers of organised religion are dropping as world education goes up. You know what I mean? People can start fucking yeah. reading and people can start figuring shit out for themselves. You know, and all of a sudden, the, like, and if you look at the key areas for any religion where their strongest numbers are, they tend to be in uneducated countries. They tend to be in poor countries where there's a lot of missionaries and you know even where they have that, no one else to do or whatever exactly even that I have a little bit of cynicism about uh, in me because I'm kind of like you're there because you know you'll get the numbers because if you go over to a starving country with a load of food and a load of aid they're going to flock to you like you don't know what you know what I mean so yeah. but and then that, it can be just, fabricated again that was a, a message from Jesus or something yeah all that kind of stuff and, you know and that's uh, that's the cynic in me um, and the other side of it then is and this is one I'm just going to throw out to wind people up, I suppose. But if you believe in this westernized image of, you know, a six foot two, dark haired, blue eyed, white skinned, majestic looking, you know, Bradley Cooper esque Jesus, you're an idiot. He came from the Middle uh-huh. East. He came from. Stop that. No, no, he came from the Middle East, Graham, right? Chances are the average height over there is what? About five foot seven? So. What he probably looked like was more akin to, do you know Borat? Do you know your man yeah. in Borat? Do you know Borat's like his helper? 
Yeah. You know, that's probably what he looked like. He probably looked like, you know, Danny DeVito or something with dark skin. Like, he, he wasn't this majestic, George Best, beautiful creature that people seem... <laughs> like, lads, come on. And this, th- th- even the depiction of Mary as this white, fair-skinned, blue-eyed stunner that you'd love to pull on a night out. Hardly, lads. It's the Middle East you're talking about. Like, come on. Come on. Who, anyway, who World, kidding? Cup. World Cup. Yeah, Germany are fucked. Yeah, I'm loving the World Cup, though. I actually am. I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would, and I don't care what anybody says. VAR is fucking deadly. I love VAR, man. I love it. Like, I mean, it's... it's If a referee goes to VAR and then makes a decision and people are complaining, that's that's not VAR's problem. That's the referee's problem. Exactly. Like, there was an incident... Um, there was an incident... Was it, was it the Germany match? Um... What was it? Oh, it was the South Korea's, South Korea's goal. Right. And the lineup had said it was offside. And then uh, the referee went to VAR and the referee said it was a goal. You know, if the referee had said, oh no, and then there was a penalty claim uh, for Germany and they said no, you know, and the referee got it right. But it was kind of going, you know, if he didn't get it right, that's the referee's fault. It's not VAR's fault. VAR, VAR's, it's largely being positive. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's a great addition to football, and I do think there uh, hasn't been implemented smoothly, and that you know it could definitely be improved. But I think it's brilliant. I think it's about time that they've done it, and I think that it's it's even better because the lads who are the video referees have to wear full kit. That's amazing. <laughs> like, That's isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. But I just look. I think anybody who objects to VAR is just a dinosaur head. That's all they are, man. They're just somebody who just, ah, oh, no, it ruins the flow of the game, it ruins this, it ruins that. Fuck off, right? You know, there's this, this, the same discussions are still there after the match. If you're yeah. not, if you're not complaining about the referee, you're complaining, you're complaining about VAR. You know what? Anybody who complains about VAR this is a very simple litmus test. Would you have complained about VAR when Thierry Henry fucked us over? You no, wouldn't, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Your whole, you'd have tanked every god you don't believe in for it. So, you would have said oh, it's time. It's time for technology to 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 evolve, and for for that specific example as well. You know um, I mean? But no, I'm I'm loving the World Cup. Yeah, no, I have to say I'm actually enjoying it a lot more than I thought. I'm already missing the one o'clock games. I, f- I feel sad that they're gone. Oh my god, I'm missing the one o'clock games so you much. Know. I always get a bit of anxiety when the tour uh, tour the round three game and the group starts to come around because they they do the multiple games at the same time and that yeah. wrecks me head. Same, same, and it's, well, by the time this goes out, the, the the group stage will be over, you know. Yeah. So a lot of what people, they, they they voted for the forty eight team World Cup. Yeah, like in one sense, I'm like, yeah, great more football. In another sense, I'm like, there's gonna be some absolute sh- like. I mean, Faroe Islands are probably gonna qualify. Yeah, Panama. Well, well, yeah, you know, I mean, like it's just. Look, if Ireland can't qualify in a 48-team World Cup, we need to do everything we can to basically move <laughs> ourselves somewhere closer to the Pacific Islands. But we don't know. We don't know where what um, continents those extra spaces are going to go to. Uh, you'd imagine it would, like they'll have to split them out. So you'd probably say South America will get next. So what is there going to be an extra 12 teams? Yeah. So Europe will probably get two. South America will probably get two. Asia will probably get three. Yeah, like, Sorry, an extra 16 teams. An extra 16 teams? How many teams are in the World Cup? Uh, 32. Of course there is, yeah. I had to try to do maths there in my head for a second. <laughs> um, 
Jesus, yeah, no. So they're probably well. What is that? Six continents, seven, six continents, excluding Antarctica. Antarctica could get in though this time around. Well, I mean, there's enough bloody teams <laughs> to let them in. You know what I mean? I've, I, I wouldn't fancy playing away to them. That's for definite. <laughs> you know? Imagine. But, uh, on, uh, on the artificial pitch. Yeah, Jesus. So when when is the forty? Is it the next war with the Qatar? Is that when it's going to kick in? No, I think it's. Um, I think it's. No, it's definitely not Qatar. Qatar is the next World Cup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's twenty twenty six, I think, and it. Uh, yeah, twenty twenty six ah, in America. Okay, yeah, the not Moroccan World Cup. Yeah, that should have been the Moroccan World Cup. Baffles me that they done that, man. Morocco, so it would have been in one country. That's you know quite small, so trans like it would have been easy enough to get around. Couple of stadiums, it would have been great. Would have lifted tourism in that country. It would have brought football to a region that hasn't really got it, and it would have given that country something to look forward to. Instead, what do they do? Spread it across three giant countries where it'll cost yeah. a fortune. And good luck to you if you need a hospital while you're over there. It's mental, isn't it? It just screams everything that I hate about FIFA. And it's gas that like Canada would never have a hope again to a World Cup, but they'll, they'll be at this one, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It was, I was, so hang on a second. Are, they going, are the three host teams guaranteed a spot? Yeah, so that's so then there's <laughs> only... <laughs> for, so oh there's 45... There's going to be 45 teams in the, next, in the 2026 World Cup. So there's probably only... The there's probably only going to be two teams qualifying from the Americas then, isn't that? Because three of them are already in. Yeah, possibly, yeah. Fucking hell, man. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it like that now, John. That's a baffling, baffling decision. Mero. Sorry, sorry. You're all right. Sorry. I was just watching, I was watching a match there. Oh, <laughs> Something on. nearly happened. I got distracted. Okay. <laughs> Hello, are you still there? I was like, are you have to jump into a swim pool there? Eh? What the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> what about Maradona at the World Cup? My God. Maradona is a man who definitely, definitely likes cocaine. Oh, my. And he has done since the fucking 80s. He hasn't yeah, stopped. No, no. He, he, like, do you know what? He's the type of fella you'd bump into at an ATM and you'd say, a session of my gaff if you fancy a Diego and he'd be outside your front door before you turned around like <laughs> session of my gaff if you fancy a Diego imagine <laughs> meeting him that would be if you know if we done t-shirts like you know right some podcast do t-shirts that yeah. def- that would definitely be a t-shirt with a little cartoon of Diego Maradona knocking on your front door <laughs> session of my gaff Diego World Cup yeah Good memories um, what was I going to say to you and else and any, any other crack I got clamped on Tuesday. Oh no way! Where? Uh, actually, up near your up near your place, up in Cherrywood. Well, near uh, the Lewis? Uh No, I I went into Spar for a grand total of it couldn't have been more than seven minutes, and uh, came out and uh, clamp on me wheel and your man taking photos of me car. I was like, hey, "What are you doing, man? Come on, will you?" And he was very aggressive very shout like there was like people it would have been around lunch time so there was people on that lunch like uh, you know there's a Starbucks and that little cafe and all there you know yeah yeah um, where were you parked uh, the Ben Dunn car park apparently that's permit only and there's no 15 minute grace period like there is in all other car parks around the fucking country mm. so look I so look look very easy my own fault right grand yeah 
But I, I don't know. I didn't know that there wasn't 15 minute grace periods in like in a paying display car park, or if you park on the road or whatever, you get 15 minutes. Like it's just one of those things. And, yeah. Uh, I said that to your man. I was like, "Is there not a 15 minute grace period?" And uh, he starts pointing at me and getting real aggressive. I was like, here, hang on a second, mate. I'm asking you a fucking question. Calm down. Did you really? Yeah, I was like, what is this like? And uh, he basically then turns around. He goes, uh, he goes, the clamp is on your wheel. There's nothing I can do. And I was like, well, there's plenty. <laughs> you, like, there's plenty you can do. You can start by getting at the fuck out of me wheel. Um, so, yeah, in the end, look, I was like, I was going to do the snag list on my house. So I didn't really have time to kind of sit there and argue with him or you know, start away from the fuck off and then kind of just, well, take it off of my own accord. Um, How much was it? 125 blips. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah, I had to drop 125 yo-yos to get the thing off my wheel. Uh, but the fucker damaged my car. Like 60 or 70. Yeah, well, in most places they are, but this particular bunch of Shylocks fucking rip you off even more. But uh, yeah, he damaged my car. He's just taking it off and they're trying to deny it. So I'm having absolute murder with the clamper. So if anybody has any uh, any experience with something similar, let us know because uh, so far I'm getting nowhere with these lads. I don't want to have to go down the solicitor's letter route, you know what I mean? But uh, it's looking like I may have to seek that sort what of advice. Uh, when he was taking it off, do you know the way they like put it around the wishbone of a car? Yeah. So he reached in to get the chain and as he, he was pulling the chain out, I heard a loud bang and... Uh, like, he just got up and walked off as if nothing had happened. And um, I was like, what the fuck was that? And I couldn't see anything at the time. But then when I drove off, I heard a dragon sound. And when I say dragon, that's Dublin vernacular for dragging, not dragon as in Game of Thrones, dragon. Um, <laughs> and uh, I got out and I looked, and he'd broke the front splitter on my car. It's like a little plastic sort of bit that goes at the bottom of the bumper. No, and uh, no. So clearly, that bang was him hitting off the yoke. It obviously cracked it or something. And then when I drove, it dropped. It just it hadn't dropped. So I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest with you. But, like, look, the damage 100% wasn't there before that clamp was on. But after that clamp, you know. So uh, they're a very rude shower of people to deal with. They're very uh, obnoxious. And I'm just going to be an absolute pain in the hole for them now. So. so what? So what did you say to them then? What did you, did you have to ring them or did you write them an email? Or uh, well, yeah, you ring them and they tell you they don't deal with it over the phone. You can only do it by email. Uh, they don't even have like a complaints email. They only have an info uh, email. So you don't even know what's getting. So I sent I sent in a detailed email email with photos and all that and like times and all this kind of stuff. Um, I got an email back then at nearly midnight the same night. So I don't know who they have working in their office at midnight. But fair play to them. And uh, basically saying, I've spoke to the driver in question. He denies all knowledge of this. Good luck to you now. We're taking no responsibility. And I was like, absolutely not. Hang on a second. So sent him another long, detailed email. And um, yeah, like at the time of recording, it is very much unsolved and very much uh, they have to now provide me with a lot of information that I've asked for. So What did you ask for? Uh, I've asked for everything. Uh, like I've asked for a copy of their training policy. I've asked for a copy of their complaints process. I've asked for a copy of all. No. Of it. Yeah, because I, I I want to know if, like if a clamper goes through clamper training, and I understand it might be quite complicated, and you know all that kind of thing. But uh, surely to God, they should 
get you to sign something, or surely God, they should at least do a walk around the car with you to say, like, there you go, look, no damage, etc., etc. And none of that was done. So in my head, I'm kind of like, hmm. Like, it's a little bit of a cop-out in the sense of they're touching parts of the car that really shouldn't be touched. They're applying stuff to the car, you know what I mean? Like, so... It's very easy now, uh, to... How much is it going to cost for you to, to get the wheel fixed? Uh, uh, to get the part in and get it fitted, it's only about 80 euro. Um, so Still? Yeah, so... No, well, I've said that to you the lawyer. You would have on your whole experience. Oh, no, it's the most ex- expensive sandwich in my life, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like I've said, I've, I've made it clear to my email as well. I've said, listen, I will... I, I'm not looking for a refund on the... Uh, on the clamp, fair enough. I was in the wrong. I was in the wrong. Fair enough. It's a load of bollocks here, policy, but fair enough. Um, so I've just said that I expect for the damage to be paid for and the part to be replaced, and I expect the cost of a courtesy car to be provided when my car's in the garage getting fixed. And we'll leave it at that, lads. Thanks very much. Did you say that? Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see what they say. When, when uh, and you haven't got out and back as of now. No, uh, hang on, I'll check my emails now and see. But again, they, they they seem to work at midnight, Graham. They don't seem to work normal hours like normal people. And are Probably, these based in Cherrywood? Uh, I don't believe they are. No, I don't actually know where they're based. To be honest, um, yeah. Now, as as of uh, twenty two minutes past seven on Wednesday the twenty seventh, I have no response. Um, hang on, I'm just gonna see what time exactly they emailed me back at. They emailed me back at 13 minutes past 11 p.m. What is that all about? You know what I mean? I'm like, what sort of customer care is that like? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but uh, I've asked them for copies of call recordings. I've asked them for all the evidence that they have of my car and all the photos that your man took. And, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if I hadn't, I'm just going to make them spend 125 quid and admin to make it worth me while. Well, what else? What else? Um, how else do they think that the car broke? The wheel broke. Well, they're just denying all knowledge of it. Do you know what I mean? They're like, well, I don't know what you're talking about plead ignorance. And I suppose that that's the card I'd play if I was in their shoes. But the simple fact is, it wasn't broke before it. It was broke after it. You know. So <laughs> absolute cockwombles. They are cockwombles, Graham. They are. But uh, yeah, so so Clamper's living up to their reputation as always. I can't believe the price of it as well. Jesus wept. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, so anybody who's in Cherrywood, uh, ever in Cherrywood region, if you're ever running into Spar to grab a quick sandwich or into Starbucks to grab a quick coffee, don't park in that Ben Dunn gym, lads, because your man must have been hiding in a hedge waiting. <laughs> he, I'm t- like, he, he was putting a clamp on a second car by the time I came back. I was like, fucking, this lad moves fast for a big fella. I wonder if they're part of the the landlord of, of the whole Cherrywood area. I would say Ben Dunn probably had because people were parking in the Ben Dunn car park, I'd imagine. Um, um, yeah, that's yeah. say it's probably Ben Dunn. Exactly. Actually, yeah, if, if Ben Dunn is listening to this, Ben, you're a bollocks too. Or if anybody yeah. from Ben Dunn Gym is listening, do you know what, lads? Get a different company to do it because their tact was fucking sour. I get they're not a customer service industry. I get they're not in it to, like, you know, get a high NPS score or any of that stuff. But my Jesus, they, they were, they're pigs to deal with. If Ben can't do it, it can't be done. Yeah, yeah. You can know, always be shy, that fella. Uh, somebody, somebody in Cromlock's getting a Domino's. I can see our man walking up to the door with a big pile of pizza. <laughs> 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 Tell you.
sorry, I'm watching the match. They just missed again. Did they? Yeah. Right. What What do you reckon, then, Mero? At this point, we can more or less take it in, right? Like results depending there in the match that you're watching. Uh, Brazil and Switzerland are looking like they'll go through. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, England and Belgium are through. Thus concluding yeah. the the group stages. So Germany. Well, are, England, England have already won the World Cup, have they not? Uh, I hope so. Uh, just I'd I'd love to listen to you going mad about that. Actually, um, I wouldn't go mad about it. Would you not? No. You go mad about their fans going on about it, though, would you? No, I I think I, I can't see it happening. It'd be the worst team to ever win the World Cup. It'd be worse than when Greece won the Euros. Ah, they were all on drugs, though. Yeah, possibly. Um, good man, Graham saying possibly. That's it. Covered it up for the lawyers. Good man. <laughs> Alleg- um, allegedly. <laughs> the Brazil match, uh, Marcelo went off after 10 minutes and now Gabriel Jesus is looking like he's being carried off. Good Lord. I hope Neymar doesn't go off. <laughs> love Neymar. Do you actually love Neymar? I don't mind him. I, I, I just love, uh, I love the way people go mad about him. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, he's an awful beller, I think. But anyway, I I say that knowing him personally, of course, you know. Yeah. So I don't know you say it. Of course, yeah. Uh, who's who's your pick then, Grandma, at this point to win the World Cup? Considering we've had I, I, gen- genuinely, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'd love to see someone. I'd love to see like Uruguay or Mexico to do it. Like the, the last four World Cups have been won won by European teams, so I'd like to see a South American team in it. I'm sticking with France. Imagine Senegal. Imagine Senegal won it. Man, there wouldn't be... What's the equivalent of a cow milked in Senegal? <laughs> Probably a goat. <laughs> yeah, there wouldn't be a goat milked in all of... What's the capital of Senegal? Um, <laughs> having a clue. Uh, having a clue. Yeah, hang on. I'm going to Google that now. I am, just from my own personal I'm knowledge. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with France. But yeah, it would be... Imagine if Mexico won it. I'd love to see Mexico win it. No, but then Mexico got hockeyed by Sweden 3-0 and they still needed to want to win. Yeah, that's actually a fair Dakar. point, yeah. Dakar. Dakar, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see, I'd love to see, by the time this goes out, uh, obviously we'll know, but I think uh, if Belgium go full strength, I think uh, they'll absolutely make shite of England. Dragon. Yeah. England's back three is awful. I'm going to say England will nick it. I'm going to say England nick it 2-1. Yeah. Two, two, Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't see where like, Walker doesn't belong in a back tree. Like, yeah, that's real, but sure. Oh yeah, I have. To, I'm just not taking a swig of a drink there. Uh, if anybody from Volvic is listening, they want to send me some free Volvic. I'd be all for it. It's that uh, <laughs> Volvic, <laughs> Volvic touch of fruit. Have you tried it yet? The summer fruits. Um, no, I've I've, I've tasted strawberry one. Yeah, I, I don't know if these are new. They are new. It says new on the bottle. Uh, they're, yeah. the, they're, they're the sugar-free ones, and they're like a million times nicer than the regular Volvic sugared water, flavoured water. They do with summer fruits flavour, strawberry flavour, uh, lemon and lime flavour, and watermelon. The watermelon flavour watermelon? Watermelon is unreal. My God. Hashtag sponsored post, hashtag influencers. <laughs> just, I, I just, I just think that Volvic 
touch of fruit, summer flavours, sugar free is the most refreshing H2O available in this heat wave that we're experiencing at the moment, Graham. I was just going to say, we'll be close on the heat wave. Yeah, why not? Because uh, I think we both have homes to go to, don't we? Yeah, what about the heat? It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? I am sweating in places that I wouldn't let a doctor touch. They are town halls or in bits. Well, not at the moment because I have my tower fan blowing at me towners. But um, I'm genuinely, I am, I am genuinely doing this in me pants, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not telling you, Lloyd. I'm gonna send you a photo. I don't think the people at home need to see this. I don't want to see that. I'm just gonna send you a little photo, just so you can see that I'm doing this in me towners. All right. Would you go for swimming this weather, Dan? Jesus, I'd love to. Cloudy beach or something. Be good for your knee. Well, swimming's about all I can do. Cause me knee, man. Mm. You know, um, I brought the old dogs down the beach there the other day to see if they like the water. And what um, were the reaction? The, the pup uh, wanted to fight the waves, and uh, the older one had no interest. She was far too delicate for that kind of thing, and didn't appreciate being brought near water whatsoever. But but the pup loved it, and he started trying to chase waves. He's diving into the water. I had to wrestle him out of it. So it was a cool crack. Daddy, great yeah. dogs. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving life with them now. I am so. Um, they're they're not mad about the heat now. They're, they're just constantly seeking shade. So we we bought them a paddling pool, uh, to try to keep them cold. And so far, Oksana has used it more than they have. <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely, like she's like, ah, do you know what? They're not using it. I'm just gonna go put my feet in it to keep me cold. I'm like, you, you convinced me to buy that. And look at you there, which are you're a little tick. So, and yeah. um, when are you moving into the gaff? Uh, then snag list was done this week, um, so I don't know. Most people t- tend to be saying that, like when you do the snag list, you're about ten to t- ten days to two weeks away from it. Um, so I don't know. Should be getting the keys uh, within the next two weeks. I I hope. Um, feels like it's dragging on at this point. To be honest with you, so I'll just be glad. Yeah, that happens, doesn't it? Yeah, like, a lot of people, because, like, originally we kind of thought, jeez, we'll be in it by the end of May, this is great, and then it was kind of June bank holiday weekend, and we were like, alright, and then it was middle of June, and now it's looking like the middle of July, and at this point I'm just like, listen, lads, all you're doing is prolonging how long I have to pay this off for, will you just let me start paying it so I can fucking get on with it already, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what I mean? It's gotta like, be paying seventy. Oh man, I'm that like that's where people are like, oh my god, congratulations, it must be great. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 great for the bank. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. a pessimistic fucker at the best of times. You know that? I never noticed. Yeah, I didn't think you would. I thought you would always you you always see the best in people, right? Is it is it pessimism or cynicism? Oof. Oh, good luck. I'm a little or bit. Both. I'm a little bit erect. I'm a little bit erect after you ask me that now. Um, <laughs> right, and on that note, <laughs> I, I would say it is a healthy dose of both crime. Very good. This has been fun. This has been fun. Will we leave it there, Ray? I think so. I think so. We're back next week with a guest, lads. This was out of uh, a combination of wanting to be able to enjoy the World Cup and also test technology. But we're back next week with a guest. Deadly. Yeah, there's there's a few kinks I need to iron out. We haven't been from Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel, Kalani, but they are great people. We've been coming from her bedroom. Yeah. Rooms. 
bedrooms. Yeah, we don't share the bedroom. We're not there yet. No. <laughs> we will be when you move to Parleys. Hashtag pride. Hashtag love is love. Yes. I'll go pride. Where, yeah. where can anyone listen to us, Dan? They can listen to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere there is a podcast, Merlo. All they have to type in is... WTS Pod. Exactly, and they will find all previous 150 plus episodes of this multi-award winning podcast, because we're a two-time... Two-time... Podcast of the year, no less. And we've had tremendous guests over the last three years. We actually celebrated our third birthday there about a week and a half ago, Meryl. Oh, I've seen that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, completely forgot to buy us a cake. Mental. Yeah, so we're three years old, officially. We're now, we're out of the terrible twos. We're, we're a toddler now, so we're just going to be fucking eating wires and pissing in the corner. And it's going to be great crack all together. But uh, yeah, WTSPod.com, Facebook.com, forward slash WTSPod Ireland. Tweet at WTSPod. He's at American Mania. I'm at Dan Joe Murray. This has been WTS151. Through the magic of Skype, I'm in me jocks. Yo, and Switzerland are just taking the lead against the mighty Costa Rica. Come on, Switzerland. I fucking love your Toblerones. Until next time. Clear eyes. One hearts. Can't. Can't lose. Too sweet. Look. <laughs> <laughs>